0: Right, we finally doing it, man. We've been texting each other back and forth. It's, it's about damn time, right? Dude, we've been talking about this since uh, since we lasted a pod. So, I mean, it's been almost,
1: shoot, almost a year.
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, I was thinking about, because I just came back from Vegas, and I saw you when I was out in Vegas, and that was about three months ago, too. And I was like, damn, you know, the time just flies and flies by.
1: Yeah, I think now's a good time to do it. We've got, obviously, free agency coming on. We've got the draft coming up, um, you know, a lot of things happening in both of our divisions. So there's a lot, lot to get into.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been a wacky week in the NFL. You know, Kenny, I had, uh, I had scheduled the pod. So I had this gambling doctor, uh, gambling expert. He graduated with a doctor degree and he fell in love with like helping people with gambling addiction. And, you know, nowadays, I mean, one of the topics we're going to talk about has to do with gambling. And uh, I did a part one because it was about a two and a half hour conversation. I did a part one last week. And I went away to Vegas and I uploaded it on my Patreon, the part two. And I'm like, oh, ah, it's going to be this Thursday's episode this week is going to be nice and lax. You know, nothing crazy is going to go down. Right. Yeah. And then bam, 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 <laughs> bam. And then I hit you up and I was like, dude, this pod we've been talking about for a minute. I feel like it's perfect timing right now because, oh, yeah, the, I mean, the biggest storyline got to be Russ coming into that division. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got Russ coming into the division. You've got the Seahawks basically getting a huge haul for it. Um, you know, and this is really I think that I was watching Richard Sherman. I think that he said it best. This is either going to work out really well for the Broncos or it's going to be a crash and burn. And it's either going to be, you know, people are, are highly praised and highly regarded or heads will roll because the Broncos gave up pretty much their future to bring in Russell Wilson?
0: You know, everyone is drawing comparisons to Stafford, right? Like the guy that's been on a team for a long time and then a team makes a trade for him. And I know like we'll get into the odds in a little bit, but like the Broncos are one of the favorites now to win the AFC. And yo, Kenny, I got some takes on this one, dude. (laughs) I don't see it being the same because with Stafford, at least with Stafford, there was a legit reason as to why he wasn't successful in Detroit. Yeah, weapons were bad. It's it's Detroit, right? Like I always make the joke of the two, the two best players ever for Detroit, who are arguably, like, if you're building an all NFL team ever, those guys are probably on the team: Barry Sanders and Calvin oh, Johnson. Yeah, no them doubt, them dudes retired early to not play for Detroit to like, get out of there.
1: Like, right, Calvin gave back money. So he couldn't, so he wouldn't play. Like he was like, you know what? I will give you money to not be here. That's how
0: badly he wanted out of Detroit. So that's what Stafford had to deal with. And then he goes to a team that was only needing a quarterback. That was already stacked. Right. It was stacked. Now with Denver. Russ, Russ, the first COVID year, like 2020, up until like about week eight or nine, dude was like MVP. Right. And then completely just follow up. (laughs) Yeah, completely just fell off. And I don't feel like the situation is the same, bro, because Russ had DK. He had Lockett. He had Carson. And then Penny got hot. Yeah, the offensive line was bad, but he's always had a bad O-line in Seattle. So in regards to the Stafford and Russ comparisons, I think they're two polar opposites.
1: Well, you also had you had a Niners team that that wasn't that good in 2020. Mm-hmm. You had a Cardinals team that wasn't that good in 2020. And then you had a Rams team that was, I, I believe the Rams were pretty, pretty even as well. So, um, you know, th- those are the things you look at. I mean, now you're coming into a division where you've got Pat Mahomes, you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Derek Carr, you've got three quarterbacks already that are arguably in the top 10 that are definitely in the top 12. And now you're coming into a division where, you know, even your fourth best quarterback is still better than every quarterback in in most divisions. So it's, it's going to be very interesting because there's a lot that kind of plays into this where I look at it, whereas it's not a, it's not a cakewalk. The AFC is not easy. You know, you, you've got to go through the the chiefs. You got to go through the Chargers. You got to go through the Raiders. You got to go through the Bengals. You know, there's so many teams out there that that can just disrupt the AFC that, this isn't this isn't easy. This is like this is like going from the West in basketball going from the east in basketball and coming to the west. Now you gotta face LeBron and, and Steph and Clay and, and, and Dame. And so I mean, I don't know. I, I look at it as it's not gonna
0: be easy. Now that's a hell of a point about the quarterbacks. And we were talking about that before we started recording, because I feel like your boy Derek Carr is being slandered and he's called the fourth best quarterback in the division, which Give or take, I feel like he's either third or fourth, in my opinion. But you're right, he's still a top 12 quarterback in the league. So that's just a circumstance thing where dude is still awesome. Like, yo, I would love to have Derek on the Giants. Are you kidding me? Like, that would be awesome. So, where do you think where do you think Russ lands on that on those rankings? If you had to put him, I mean, if we're looking at
1: overall body of work, then Russ is obviously I would put Russ at probably two. Um, just because you got Mahomes at one. I mean, th- there's no argument there, Russ, right? You know, Mahomes number one. Uh, I put Russ two. And then, you know, really, you know, I put car over Herbert just because of longevity. I put car over Herbert just because of, of, of what he's done, um, you know, stats wise. Um, but I mean, it could be, it could go either way because Herbert is I'm not going to give Herbert a knock at all. Herbert's a stud. The dude goes out there and he balls, but, you know, he's he's in year two of his he's coming into year three. And so there's not a, a that big of a body of work. And my camera just cut out here, but <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Um, there's not that big of a body of work for him to, to say where, you know. Is he going to continue this? Is he a guy that can keep this going? Is he a guy that's going to be able to 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 keep it moving? Um, and I, I need to see more. You know, there's there's tons of quarterbacks that come in, have flashes the first couple of years and then just fall off. There's, then there's quarterbacks that have flashes the first couple of years and continue to be great. You know, I look at a guy like Lamar. People still put Lamar in their top ten, but is Lamar really a top ten quarterback?
0: I don't. St- I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah. The Lamar, the Lamar conversation is is. I feel like he's the most polarizing pl- quarterback in the NFL because there's people that have him top ten, and then there's people that don't, and then the people that don't get slandered as if they're right. saying the most outrageous shit by not having him top ten. I'm in that camp like I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback, which is funny because they're one of my favorite long shots to make a run at the Super Bowl next year because they're always always in the mix. Right. But, you know, one thing that was really alarming, because this is around the time of year, Kenny, where I start like just making notes. Right. I have a notepad and I just start making notes of, all right, those odds are interesting. Those odds are interesting. And then the thing that really jumped out to me about the Ravens is they finished fourth in the division. So they're going to have a fourth place schedule, which is massive, right? Like as opposed to playing Kansas City, Buffalo, you're now playing the Jets and you're going to play Denver. Now, now Denver now is a lot better than what we expected, but you would still sign up for that. Right. So in regards to like the Lamar conversation, but what do you, uh, how are you feeling about the AFC West as a whole now, man? Because I feel as if, they were already the, the two West divisions were already the best ones in football. Yeah. And I still feel that way, but I think now it's clearly the AFC West is the number one division of football.
1: The AFC West is definitely the number one division of football. I mean, look at, look at the Broncos. Even last year, the Broncos were seven and nine and were, you know, the worst team in the division. They were two games, you know, two games out of, uh, behind five out of 500. And so, or I'm sorry, one game out of 500. So, or you can't even go 500. So I'm, I'm going through the numbers here, but they were, they were two games away from having, having a winning record. And so this is a team that, you know, you had a quarterback, this, this really is the best division in, in football. You've got, you know, two you got four teams that could potentially go into the playoffs. You know, you, you look at the, the chargers, the chargers were a timeout away from being a playoff team. The chargers were a timeout away. A Brandon Staley rolled the dice from being a playoff team. And so this is the vision where it's really wide open because I think that as good as the chiefs are, people have started to kind of figure them out. Um, People have seen that you can, you can shake Mahomes, You can rattle him a little bit. He's not Superman. He, he is human. Um, You can get in his head a little bit. And we saw it with the Bengals. Um, You know, you look at the, the Chargers. Brandon Staley makes some weird decisions. Um, And then, you know, the Raiders are a wild card. you got, you've got Josh McDaniels coming in who was, you know, sixth in red zone efficiency um, with a team coming into a team that was 20th in red zone efficiency. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the Raiders do there, especially with utilizing, uh, utilizing Darren Waller, utilizing Foster Moreau. Um, But I'm I'm really excited to see what this division does, because this division is somebody is is one that's going to really fire things up.
0: Yeah. And also, even in the down years with the Raiders or the Broncos, that division, the Chargers as well, like those are always bar fights. right? It's very similar to the NFC East where, you know, like the fans are going to be into it. They're not going to want to get one over on you. So it's always fascinating to see. Uh, I got some division odds here for the NFC West, and it kind of just tells you like how sports books feel. Kenny, about this move. Um, So the Broncos prior to this move were plus 600 to win the AFC West. Uh, The Raiders were plus 850. Nothing changed on their end. But they leapfrogged the Chargers to now they're plus 250 Denver. So you're looking at like the odds being cut in half by getting Russell Wilson. And I get it. And I understand it. And I'm not going to say that it's an awful move for them because Russ is still young. Russ is not injury prone too. up until last year. That's the first time dude missed time. So I like that. And I just feel like I don't think the comparison to Stafford is fair because Russ came from a really stacked offense. Like as far as like the weapons in comparison to Stafford and yeah, Denver got some weapons, too. But let's not pretend like Russ was throwing the trash over in in, in Seattle. So that's where I kind of get frustrated like, man. For you to say that, you know, he had no weapons in Seattle. And I've heard some people say that, oh, he has so much better of a weaponry in in, in Denver. I don't think so, man. Like, I would I'd take Lockett. Take DK.
1: Yeah, yeah, DK and Lockett
0: over Judy and Sutton any day. Absolutely. I think I'd take DK. I can't. I mean, off the top, I'd only say like Godwin and Edwins, but we don't even know uh, Edwins. Godwin and Evans in Tampa Bay. But we don't even know what Godwin's going to look like now after the ACL, when yeah. he's going to come back because he tore towards the tail end of the season. But Locking and Metcalf, man, I just I just think like that that deal was getting severely disrespected with this one. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with you on that. Um, but, you know, it, it it's always going to be interesting. I, I'm going to take the Raiders at plus eight fifty. That's a it's an easy payout if they win. Um, you know,
0: the, the, then it's, it's a win win for me. So. Yeah, no, nah, I, I hear you, man. And for a team that made the playoffs too last year, with with all the shit that went down for them, I think that's very respectable. And and also like in, um, you know, commenting on what you said about Mahomes, he he also just got paid, right? So that extension kicks in this year. Yeah, and you see, it, chances are they're not bringing back Honey Badger. They're gonna lose some pieces, and that's why that's what happens, right? Yeah, it's yep. you have that short window. Like that's why I think now, you know, as a Giants fan. Yeah. Daniel Jones is nowhere near those guys. I'm not saying that, but the fact that you take a quarterback in the first round and you haven't been able to take advantage of getting all these free agents to hit like, yeah, they went out and they spent money. But, you know, Kenny Galladay had as many touchdowns as you and I did last year, you know, and he was making $18 a year. So you lose that window. Buffalo, the same thing. Now you got teams like the Chargers, the Bengals, the Jets who have that three, four year window where it's like, yo, keep an eye on those teams. They might be interesting. Um. All right. I want to pivot over to something that I feel really passionate about for years. And it's been something, Kenny, that a lot of people have been the the anti sports betting people, the uh, integrity of the game people, which was always when you would talk to someone about like, hey, man, how do you feel about sports betting being legalized? So like, oh, athletes are going to throw the game, the integrity. It's like, yeah, well, not so fast. You look at the history of sports with sports betting in the country it's only been at the collegiate level where there's been some like kind of BS going down, right? You grab a point guard from Boston College and you're like, hey man, miss those free throws, right? Boston College, Arizona State, Hawaii, (laughs) like those kind of schools, all the big controversies have been at the collegiate level. Now we see Calvin Ridley, who the moment this happened, and I was so upset, dude, because I was I was in the airplane in Vegas. I was ready to take off. I put my phone on airplane mode. And right before that, I got the breaking news. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to pay $30 for this Wi-Fi," <laughs> Cause the boy gotta be tweeting. Kenny, you know, like everyone was yeah. like, yo, what thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. how do you feel about this news breaking about Calvin Ridley, dude? You know, the way I look at it is one,
1: first and foremost, you've got a guy who, okay, you're, you're suspended for a year for gambling. Now he says that you only gamble $1,500. Now, regardless of, of the dollar amount, like one, you know, you technically shouldn't be gambling on, on games when you're playing, right? He wasn't playing. He, he had taken a leave of absence. And so technically he's not playing. But the other thing that I look at is, is this. You have fantasy football and you have players who are openly talking about playing fantasy football and players that have themselves on fantasy football rosters, on their own fantasy football rosters. And you're telling me if these guys are playing fantasy football for nothing, these guys are playing fantasy football with with no, you know, no intentions behind it. That makes no sense to me. And so th- that's the first thing that I look at. Then I look at you have Calvin Ridley who, you know, OK, he gambled on some games. Were they his games? Were were they games that he was in? No. OK, and now you, you're, you're spending him for a year when you've got guys that are out there violating PEDs, that are out there committing domestic violence, that are out there doing. Everything else under the sun, they're getting two, four, six games. But this guy gets a year, a year for betting $1,500. I heard on on Doug Gottlieb's show that he may never play football again. But yeah, you've, like I said, you've got guys out there that that beat their wives that they come back and play after four games. Makes no sense to me.
0: Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot to to break down there because you're absolutely right. Right. Like, first of all, the, the NFL sanctions and rulings on suspensions never made any sense. There no, was never, never a precedent. They're all arbitrary rulings. Yep. One guy gets a domestic violence case. Ah, two games. The next guy gets one 12. And you're like, hold on, man. It's you know, it's, it's you're still being charged the same thing. One guy smokes a little weed four games. The other guy doesn't play for three years or two years, whatever right. it was with Josh Gordon. So all the rules in the NFL when it comes to suspensions, they've always been hypocritical. Because you never know, right? Like you deflate footballs. It's four games. You, you beat someone at six. Like, how is that like close in comparison? You send emails 10 years ago and it's you lose your career. It's, it, it, there's just no so, it, if the NFL was able to just say, all right, you get popped for weed. It's always going to be four games the first time. Second time, it's a year suspension. People would be more understanding of a guy right. getting in trouble And then you suspend it, But when you're making up these numbers as you go, it makes no sense. Now, I love what you said, because when I first saw this, I couldn't agree more. If he bet on the Falcons, I'd be like, that's rough, man. Even if you weren't playing, I feel like that's kind of rough. Like, you know, don't do that because, you know, the the system, you know how things are going to go on because you're there. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know. But if he's not betting on the Falcons to me personally, no story.
1: Yeah, I look at it as unless the league is rigged and unless players know how this plays out, unless it's WWE and you know what's going to happen, everything's
0: scripted, what does it matter? And also, how is how is this bad? But Flora being given six racks to throw games, isn't right? That's right. even worse because you're being told as a coach, hey, man, lose these games. Here's one hundred thousand dollars. That's worse because you're actually being told to lose the games, and you're being paid from the owner. That's completely different than yeah, you agree. being an offensive lineman and being like, "Yo, we're in Vegas, man. Let's throw five hundred on a bet." Like that's right. crazy to me. Yeah, it
1: it doesn't make any sense, and I think that that's the I think that's the biggest gripe that fans have is is the arbitrary rules and and the arbitrary decisions and. And Roger Goodell being the the judge, jury, and executioner on that, where there is no clear lines, and I think that that's the biggest thing that frustrates me is there's no clear lines. You 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 don't know what's gonna happen, and then you, you hear a one year suspension. It's like, is that really worth it?
0: So yeah, yeah, and 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 the last thing I want to say on this one is uh, I think I think a year is crazy. A whole year is crazy for this, um, but also Kenny the legalization of sports betting was implemented because of this kind of stuff. Right. Right. He got caught because the system of sports betting being regulated by the casinos and the sports books works because you know what? Casinos and sports books, they don't care who you are. They want to keep the lights on and keep building new restaurants and, 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 and hotels and stuff. So they don't care. So when they see a user, a username or it's it's traced back if you're doing it on an app it's traced back you know if you go to withdraw money you got to give your social security number you got to give a bank account number you got to give an address it's Mm -hmm. not a kenny's a bookie hey kenny meet me at the parking lot at mcdonald's where's my 500 nah this is all traced back so for the people that are anti-sports betting this is a win for the sports betting enthusiasts and the people that were pro sports betting because calvin really don't get bagged five years ago if this isn't regulated by the sports books exactly they're exactly. the ones that are going to sniff this out
1: yeah it's to be very interesting to see how this how this plays out going forward
0: I think he I think he appeals it man and, and i I think it I think he wins it because I also have to feel like the uh, again, with the hypocrisy of the NFL, and look, the NFL is is my favorite league. I love the NFL. You love the NFL. We tune in every Sunday. But you know, there's also some shit that my friends do that I don't like, right? Like it's right. the NFL is the same way. There's a lot of stuff that they do and they're about that I'm not a fan of. And the fact that you're advertising DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, Win, right? Like WinBet has a partnership with the Jets too. Like yeah. all these teams have partnerships with sportsbooks. And you put a team in the betting capital of the world, your Raiders. I feel like it's a little hypocritical, man. That's just amazing. it's no,
1: it's not a little, it's it's
0: a lot hypocritical. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Uh
0: all right. I want to end a little bit on uh Rogers and Carson Wentz. Who do you want to start with? Yeah. Let's start with uh well, let's start with your division. We got we got Carson
1: Wentz coming He's back. Back. To the East, and I think that this is this is a win for for the NFC East, especially for all the teams that play the Washington Commanders, which is a horrible name, by the way. They had two years to come up with a the name. They they, they 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 screw up the name. They they screw up their their uh, Super Bowl years. Uh, I mean, it, it couldn't get more Washington than that. But you got Carson Wentz coming back in the division. Uh, he is the fourth worst quarterback in the division and this is a complete change from the Derek Carr situation because Carson Wentz is not the man that he once was.
0: Now I couldn't agree with you more as someone who I was dude I don't think you would find a bigger non-Eagles fan that was pro Carson Wentz than me like I was like I don't know I should, I'm i supposed to hate this guy right like he plays for the Eagles but I was always a Carson Wentz guy and I even I even sang his praises last year in some of the moments, but he also had some moments where you're like WTF, dude, like what what, lefty in the end zone. You're doing this. Like what, what, what is happening? Uh, It makes, it makes no sense, honestly, to me. Um, If you're Washington, like, why are you taking on that contract? Why are you giving up assets for him? The, the Colts are a team like they've entered the territory with Chris Ballard for me, where I trust all the decisions they make. Yeah. And for them to give up on Carson Wentz and they got what they got back, I, I know they're gonna turn that into something. Cause I don't know who's playing quarterback for them right now, but I feel like there's gonna be a slash, uh, a splash coming up.
1: When you have the you I I look at the Colts as potentially getting Jimmy G. You mm. know, I think that there's a lot of rumors out there that the Colts are gonna, you know, go hard at Derek Carr. They don't have the capital to get Derek Carr. You know, I think that they're gonna get Jimmy G. Jimmy wants out. Uh I, I think it's a good situation for him um but but you know we'll see what they do um but
0: yeah Carson Wentz man that that, hey there's another couple wins for you guys yeah you know uh, how do you feel about what I'm gonna ask you right now man do you feel like numbers are misleading like numbers they can be yeah I was arguing this with my, uh, with the guys in the group chat for VM. And they're like, yo, you do 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I'm like, yeah, but if you watch the, I hate being a watch the game guy. Like, I don't want to be like, yo, watch the games. Right. But on the surface, if you look at the box score at the end of the year, you're like, oh, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He had a nice year, monster year, some would say, the- especially of how he left Philly. But you look at it and they just felt empty. They felt yeah. like a lot of those, he they were still throwing when they're up 20. Like, I remember he threw a deep bomb on the Jaguars and they're up like 21 points. And you're like, they're misleading. Like, not all numbers are the same. And I actually mentioned your guy, Carr, where I said Carr was leading the league in passing for half the season. And the Raiders need every single one of that yard to win those games. Right. So I feel like stats are misleading, man. And especially when it comes to Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely can because you have
1: you have stats in garbage time, you have stats when you're up. Um, and so and I think when the eyeball test with Wentz is that's where it really comes down to. Because if you have if you have those stats, then you should be a playoff team and you should be making a run in the playoffs. And they they didn't. And so I think that that's the biggest thing right there. That's my biggest
0: takeaway from it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna have to play it over on a loop that you're saying he's the fourth best quarterback in this division. That gets me <laughs> a little, it gets me a little switched on if I'm being honest, because I don't see it that way. Cause you know, Daniel Jones got a lot to prove for me, <laughs> but it's just a, it's just a wacky, it's a wacky move. Like it also came out of nowhere. When I saw it, I was just like, huh, that's, that's strange. But again, I just trust the Colts. I think they've, they've earned the respect of being a team to uh, hold to a high standard. All right, let's end what is that.
1: What is that? Five quarterbacks, five quarterbacks in five years.
0: Yeah, Darius Leonard tweeted out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've been with the Colts for five years and I've had five different quarterbacks. And he's, he's a wild. captain on that team. That's absurd, dude. That's wild. Yeah. And, and think about it. They've That's also wild. had some success, too, despite all that. So, yeah. again, trusting the infrastructure over in Indy. You trust the process. Uh Rogers going back to Green Bay. I felt as if the moment Brady retired as i do air quotes because those words have still not been echoed by him all these like cryptic ass messages that he's sending i felt like rogers going back to green bay was such a lock for me i wasn't buying him going to denver or going anywhere else because now if you look at the landscape of the nfc who do you who's better than green bay if you had to pick in the nfc nobody i mean.
1: I realistically, I mean, you got the Rams that won the Super Bowl, but they're not better than Green Bay. I think if Green Bay had beat the Niners, then, then the, the Green Bay Packers would have been in the Super Bowl over the Rams.
0: I agree with you. And I also feel as if there's going to be regression from from the Rams. Uh, a lot of those guys are free agents. We don't know what they're going to do. Uh, there are some rumors that Von Miller might go back to Denver now after yeah. this kind of addition. He's, he's good friends with Russ. So. And you I got feel, Aaron Donald who who's been noncommittal on his future. Yeah, and he and he wants to get paid again. He wants a new yeah. contract extension to make north of thirty million dollars, which is That's wild insane. too for a non-quarterback. Insane. But if anyone deserves it, it'd be a guy like oh, him. Oh, Yeah, are. I'd give him everything. Yeah. So, h- how do you feel about Rogers going back to Green Bay? You know, I think that I think that it makes
1: sense. Obviously, I think that he he has a job that he wants to finish. Um, but when I look at Rogers going back to Green Bay, I also think that there, there's so much drama that was surrounding it. Like all the drama, all the drama leading up to it, all the drama in the offseason, the, the long Instagram posts, like there's just always something around Aaron Rodgers. And it's like he went from being one of the most likable guys in the league yes. to being one of the most disliked guys in the league. I mean, he went from being everybody's favorite to a freaking villain, whether it be him Showing his toes on on TV or talking about ivermectin or or you know just not talking to his family, whatever it was, he he became the villain. And you look at it it's like, whatever, dude, just shut up and play football. Just just shut. And I hate to say that, like I I hate to be like that that shut up and trouble But it's like just shut up and play, like because you're not bringing anything positive to the conversation. You, You all you're doing is out there just just bullshitting and getting people fired up about nothing. And so just go out there and just do do your damn job and stop, you know, doing these cryptic posts and stop doing this and that. And so those are the things that I look at where, you know, good. He goes back to Green Bay. Now Green Bay has to figure out a way to pay everybody because they just gave him a boatload of money that mm-hmm. you got a franchise tag, Devontae Adams. You're really essentially saying this is a year where it has to happen. And what's crazy to me is in 30 years, the Packers have had, Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two Wild. first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, and they've only got two Super Bowls to show for it. Like, I mean, this is a team where, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And I'm, I'm going to go out and live, Some people might say I'm crazy, but Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has way more championships. And I, I don't know, I. The window is very. The window is, is closing very quickly. Um, they they would need to get it done this year. It's something that that needs to happen this year because you're not going to be able to pay Devonte next year, not with Aaron's contract.
0: Dude, I agree with you on the Rogers thing about being better than Brady. Like, I think there's. I think a lot of people fall into the trap of when you have like the goat conversation or like who's better. Like Brady's easily the most accomplished by right. far.
1: Oh yeah, but if you no
0: if you ever watch him on the shop. That LeBron show on HBO, he goes, Mm -hmm. I don't my style of football isn't for everybody. He's like, I'm not the most talented. He's like, there's a lot of guys that are more talented than me. He's like, I'm the most accomplished. But he's like, go to subjective to what you like. Now, when it comes to Rodgers. I think it just became like such a fatigue factor with him, too, man, because the last 18 to 20 months have just been like, I'm going to retire. I hate Jordan Love. I was drinking tequila when I tweeted that. I love Jordan Love. He came to the golf outing. Then it's oh, it was Mike McCarthy. Now I love LaFleur. I hate the GM. It's just like and then obviously with the vaccine stuff, too. That's such a polarizing topic. But I got some friends that aren't vaccinated, Kenny, that are like, dude, enough with this guy, man. Like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying like, obviously, the people that got vaccinated were like, oh, you know, suspend him and talking all the craziness because that's how like social media (laughs) is. But I even got some friends that didn't take any vaccine shots. I was like, dude, enough with this guy, man. Every week, like giving us a, a spiel, you know, so it's like he just became so polarizing and he became. Kind of annoying, right? And I'm a Rodgers it, guy. That's, just no, like, that's
1: exactly what it is. Yeah, it got man. annoying.
0: Every week it was something new. Every offseason it's, oh, I'm going to host Jeopardy. I'm going to retire. I want this. I want that. And it kind of got to a point where I'm someone that I would defer to my quarterback if I have a guy like that. Like, yeah, man, I want I want Joe Burrow on the meetings on who we're going to draft because he's my franchise guy. I want Mahomes on there. If you're in that kind of level, like I want my quarterback's input. Yeah. But there is a, a line that we, we try and we shouldn't cross. And I feel like with Rogers, it, it was more of a fatigue thing with people. I agree. I agree for sure. Hey, man. I appreciate you coming on last minute. Yeah, Doug. Uh, you always come through for me. Anytime you need me, uh, feel free. Holla at me. Let's link up. Uh, when
1: are no you going back bro. to Vegas? Uh, I will actually be out there for the draft. So I'm uh, I'm working on some stuff right now um for the draft i got uh got some some things planned uh me and cody and and a couple other guys are gonna be out there and and doing some shows out there um got some cool stuff planned for the pod too so um hopefully you you, i I texted you i said come out for the draft so hopefully you decide to come out
0: yeah man i was actually talking to my buddy jared today jared gordon fights in the ufc his fight is that weekend so we're trying to find out the logistics of it and uh yeah man um You'll be the first to know once I find out exactly. But Kenny, you're a man. I appreciate you coming on. Tell the people where they can find you, social media, the podcast, the whole nine. Yeah, no doubt. You can check me out. The Real Talk uh, with Kenny King podcast on everywhere podcasts
1: are found. Um, easiest way to find me is go www.kennykingjr.com. It gives you links to all my social media. You can find everything there on my writing, all my pods, everything.
0: Um, Nick, where can people find you for, uh, for my pod? nick day is 10 on all social media and at veterans minimum on all social media as well